Hey there, friends. You are tuned in to the Unconventional Yogi Podcast with yours truly, Colette Marie. I hope that you're having a really good day. And if you're not having a really good day, that's okay, too. Sometimes it bees like that. You know, you're not going to always have a great day. I'm going to be real. It's not going to always be that way. And you'll have days where you where you'll feel indifferent, like you won't feel X and you won't feel Y and you'll feel like nothing. And that's okay too. So why am I talking about good days and bad days? Well, it seems like the whole country is going through a very long bad day at some level. <laughs> and for others, they're having a really great day, a really long, great day. And I feel like all of the issues that we have going on, inflation, higher interest rates, gas, the Roe v. Wade, this trigger bans, states making their own decisions regarding um, a woman's right to decide for herself what she needs to do, things of that nature. R. Kelly just got sentenced to 30 years, and rightfully so, with his uh, child trafficking, pornographic, and stuff going on with his private life. You know, it would appear as though the world is turned upside down. And I've made a reference to that to uh, Ross the other day. I said, you know, I feel like we're living in the in the land of the upside down. So if you watch Stranger Things, I believe in the first and second season, they refer to the bottom or it could be referred to as the top, even though it says upside down. But if you flip a pyramid over, it could be up or down, depending on where you're standing. And so in the show, it talks about the upside down, where everything is backwards, where there was light, there's darkness, where there was happiness, there was fear. And so all of the opposite things existed in the upside down, whereas your current reality was right side up. So in this case, making that distinction regarding our current reality, I do feel like we're living in both the upside down and the right side up, depending on where you are in your day, depending on what's going on in the world, and depending on how you're, you're feeling about a lot of different things at, at the moment. And so for me, I feel like I'm living a little bit in the land of the upside down with regards to all of these various issues that our country is facing and that other countries are facing because we're all interconnected. We're all connected. We're not islands unto ourselves and we certainly do not operate independently of any other country because what we already know, what we can agree on is that the war in Ukraine directly has an effect on how food is being distributed, wheat, grains, things of that nature. So it's having, other countries are having an effect. The supply chain is being affected here because another country is having whatever issue over there. So I say all that to say, that's how interconnected we all are. And that when we say things like, make America great again, which you've heard in Trump's campaign and which is still being chanted now, there's nothing wrong with that idea in a sense. You know, don't stay with me now, follow me. Make America great again. Not really quite sure if it was ever quote unquote great. So I don't know what I don't know what that means exactly. But make it better, I guess. I don't know. But the hyper focus on on it being just our country alone is not good because we all are 
we all are having to play in the sandbox together, meaning while we're busy trying to better improve ourselves here in this country, we also have to work together so that other countries are improving as well. Of course, we can't control everything. And it's not meant to be that we can control everything, but we do recognize that there are other people besides ourselves living, breathing, trying to survive in the world and do their thing while we're also doing the same thing here. And so it can't be this idealistic or ideology of it's us against everyone else. That's silly talk. It doesn't make any bit of sense in my view. So the whole idea, the concept of making America great again is very lonesome and it isolates us. And on the world stage, it makes us look like, you know, kind of like poo-poo. You know, that means that we're not able to play along with others and come up with compromises and work together as a team because this is a team effort in life, right? And that can be, so that's the macro, that's the macro concept. Biden's campaign slogan, build back better. I don't really know what that means either. Uh, It's a play on words. It's very, uh, you know, unique in and of itself. I think the idea is to take, I'm not, you know what, honestly, I'm not sure. I'm not even going to, I'm not even going to go down that rabbit hole. All I know is that make America great again versus build back better. They're both odd to me and, and neither one of them make any, any damn sense, but that's just me. Perhaps someone else will come up with a better slogan that actually is inclusive and makes sense And it also includes other countries in the sense that we're all working together. It's not just the United States. I know that this country is better than other countries in in a wide variety of respects. And better meaning we have more freedoms, even though right now it doesn't seem like that's the case. And that's on both sides of the political aisle. Stay with me. I'm bringing this to a point. So on the left, we just lost women more rights for women set us back a hundred years. That's this, that's the story for, uh, the right leaning folks. The implemented gun law legislation is taking away in their view, uh, the second amendment right to bear arms. And so that's how those folks feel on the right. So it seems like nobody's freaking happy. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like it doesn't matter which side of the political aisle you're standing on, nobody seems to be very happy about anything that's going on. If it's the left, they're not happy with the right. If it's the right, they're not happy with the left. And it's just back and forth, back and forth. It's like, you know, this tennis match, this political tennis match. And we, the people, the citizens, you and I, are caught in the middle like spectators watching this political ball being batted back and forth by Trump and Biden, because that's who's really swinging the racket right now. And then you have all of the team people that are helping out that are in favor of team Biden. And then you have favor of team Trump. And then, you know, they're the ones grabbing the water and the towel and dabbing the forehead of the players and giving them water like a, like a boxing match rather more so than a tennis match. But I like the idea of tennis because it is a ball that gets batted back and forth. Whoever gets their agenda over the line, you know, it's, it's a point for them and vice versa. 
right? And here we are, citizens, sitting in the bleachers, cheering for whatever player we're invested in, uh, as if that's making life any better. And so there we are, spectators, cheering for X and cheering for Y, watching this match go on, and it goes on and on and on, because there are so many issues that have to be addressed and so many problems that need to be you know, fixed and so many fires that have to be put out that the ball just goes back and forth and back and forth. You know, hours and hours and later, the ball still going back and forth. Now, as a spectator, do you decide at some point to say, all right, I've had enough of this. I'm, I'm leaving the match. I'm done. Like, I can't look at this game anymore. And you get bored of it and you walk away. I'm, I'm thinking that at some point, one by one by one by one, spectators will leave. The television cameras will turn off the television personalities will leave the match. Next thing you know, it's just the two people playing. Even the even the teammates, the ones that are helping out with the match, grabbing the water, grabbing the towel, picking up the balls, and all this and all that, they leave because they're done, right? And then you just have the two people playing tennis. And at some point, maybe one of you know one or both decide, okay, this is stupid. Like how how do we how do we bridge the gap between the red and the blue? Team red, team blue. The last time I checked, the flag had both red, white, and blue. We're missing the white. We're missing the compromise. We're missing the that middle-of-the-road kind of thinking. We're missing that neutrality, the sense of neutrality. It's like the Crips and the Bloods. In L.A., we got the Crips and the Bloods. In politics, that's what we got, too, the Crips and the Bloods. Who's right, right? Who's wrong? It's just, it's it's a matter of perspective, yet it's not because we know that causing harm to someone else is bad. But then if you think about that, for those that are quote-unquote pro-life, they're thinking that the unborn is being harmed, and so that's bad. I don't know, folks. I feel like this tennis match is getting extremely old, and I'm kind of tired of looking at it, and that's where I'm, that's, that's where I'm bringing this situation. And what am I going to do about it, right? What am I, as a citizen of the United States of America, going to do about my frustration? Because that's where I'm at. So what I've decided to go ahead and do after Friday's debacle was to change my voter registration. Why? Because I haven't been able to vote in the primaries for a very long time because I haven't chosen, a, you know, Republican affiliation or Democrat. Unfortunately, we're stuck in this two-party system, which, first of all, I cannot stand. I'm going to be honest, friends. I don't like it. I don't like that we're in a two-party system. I think it's crappy because it really pits one group against the other. It's super divisive. And, you know, I don't agree with all the things on the left, and I don't agree with all the things on the right. So there's no middle. I like to be neutral and be independent, but I, if I do independent, I'm quote unquote not affiliated with anybody. And so therefore, I can't uh, vote in the primaries, which is not good, and I need to. I need to take a position on that matter when it comes to the primary elections and actually step up my game rather than waiting for everybody else to select somebody for me and then jumping in. No, I got to do things a little bit differently. So this is my way of doing that, which is to register an affiliation and then I'm able to go ahead and vote in the primaries going forward, which is my my solution to my own problem in the grand scheme of politics because maybe that will be the difference I don't know maybe it won't I don't know and 
but I won't know until I try and I haven't tried in years so here we go right I'm gonna make that a make that a new option as I sip my espresso so the question then I ask of you is what are you going to do what are your solutions are you going to completely opt out of voting and say F it I'm done with this whole thing because let me tell you something there are a number of people that actually feel that way and don't vote. Hell, I felt that way. I haven't voted in years. No, I didn't vote in the when Obama was running. Uh, I didn't vote. Um, actually, I did vote in the Trump uh, when Hillary and Trump were running against each other. But I didn't vote for either one of them. Yeah, I voted for I think it was a libertarian person. I don't know. I didn't I didn't care. I didn't want to vote for either one of them, but I didn't want to be that person that didn't vote either, you know. So I made a decision to vote for the other person, and so I was that I was that kind of voter. Um, so I did recent I did vote in this most recent election, and still I still never feel good about my choices. Every time I get in that booth, I stand there like a like a you know, stone like a stiffy, just standing there, my feet glued to the floor, staring at the ballot sheet because I'm just not happy with my options. And that is the case every single time I have had the option and the opportunity to vote, which is where I just stand there and stare at the ballot because I don't, I'm not thrilled. I'm not enthusiastic. I don't feel good. I don't feel like I'm, I'm, my vote is really, you know, the way to go. I create, I'm feeling a lot of anxiety, I feel stressed, I start sweating, I start, you know, getting a feeling of dread. Sometimes I, I have, like, I wake up in, you know, night sweats the day before I go and vote because I'm freaked out, because I just don't know which way this pendulum is going to swing, and it's just, it's more, it creates more anxiety and agony for me to vote than it does pleasure. That's why I just didn't, I figured I'd opt out and just stop voting. And I didn't, I didn't care. You know, everyone else was all stressed out. I wasn't. Life went on business as usual for me, but that's a selfish way to look at life as well. I don't think it's a smart move on my end to not vote and not get involved. So I, that's why I made the change. But now I'm, I've kind of obviously sharing with you, I stepped it up and changed my voter registration because I think it's important to get involved. I might even, you know, possibly, depending. I haven't made a decision about it, but I have mentioned on social media that I might even volunteer on election day uh, at the polls and be a poll worker and be a part of that process. But again, it's a very long day. Starts at 7, ends at 8. It's a long day. I have a dog. I don't, you know, it's a school day. I do think that the election day should be a national holiday. Why it's not is really weird. Whereas other countries, it actually is. Our country, it's not. Our country seems to be very behind the eight ball on a lot of things, truly. So when we say that the USA is the greatest country in the whole world, well, I'm not going to be in complete agreement with that statement. I do think it does have its high points and there's a lot of great qualities but in the world of progress in this grand scheme of making forward movement progress we're still dragging our heels 
and we're and we're allowing somehow Christian conservative agendas be the thing that really pulls us backward even further, which is quite uh, quite problematic. At the same time, some folks believe, and at some level, I kind of feel the same way that too far left agendas are are putting us in a position where folks feel like we're moving in a socialistic society which some don't agree with either and so I I I just again see that's the ball being tossed back and forth between two schools of thought and it seems as though the country is being divided into two halves Christian conservative views right nationalism right right that's the whole thinking white nationalistic conservative view super far to the right versus super far to the left socialistic socialism some might even argue communistic i don't know about that but that seems to be the rhetoric that i hear super far left thought super far right thought neither to me neither the far left or the far right thought is they're great they're terrible they're totally terrible I'm hopeful that the more the new Democrats and the moderate Republicans will find some sort of middle ground because it's just not looking good. The trajectory looks as though all the states along the water and coastline will remain blue for the most part. And then everything in the middle down to the south will be red. What kind of crap is that? That's terrible. What are we? We're not North and South Korea. We're supposed to be the United States of America, but what it looks like is the divided states of America, and I find that to be terrible. And there has to be something to move us all in a direction going forward. What, an alien invasion? Will that do it? Will a, uh, a planet running into our planet be the way that we unite as a, as a country, as a global uh, community? I don't know what it's going to take, but it's going to have to take something bigger than politics to bring us together, because at this rate, uh, we're all going to be in living in separate states and doing our own thing, split off like some of these other countries, which makes us really vulnerable as a country as a whole, in my opinion. The more fragmented we are, the easier it is to manipulate uh, everybody in this country. The more divided we are as a populace, the more, uh, the easier it is to be, remain manipulated. Totally. That's how I see it. I don't know about you, but this is how I'm feeling about it. This is what I'm seeing. This is what I'm gathering, just watching, observing, taking notes, noticing the details, paying attention to the ebbs and flows of political banter and rhetoric and so on and so forth. We don't need to be divided. We need to remain united because we're better together than we are separated. So hopefully we'll do something that will bridge that gap. Not sure what that's going to be, but I'm always hopeful, right? I'm going to keep hope alive and hope for the best and not expect the worst and see where, see where this all goes. I'm, again, I'm hoping for a more positive outcome. That is my banter for today, team. Thank you for listening. Um, and I will get back with you very, very soon. You are listening to the Unconventional Yogi Podcast. 
with yours truly, Colette Marie.